Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to The Cap. This is episode 11. On this episode, we'll be discussing new releases. We have three new releases. First one, NLE Choppa's debut album, Top Shotter. We'll get into that a little bit. Also talk about Lil Keeds trapped on Cleveland 3. Is he the next reincarnation of Young Thug? We'll talk about that. And finally, for the new releases, we'll finish off with talking about Amine's Limbo. Then we're going to talk about the deluxes this week. We're going to talk about Blame It On Baby Deluxe and whether the new songs that he added actually made sense. We're going to talk about Rod Wave's Pray For Love and how it's a continuation of the original album, as well as WAP, the new single coming from Cardi B and Meg The Stallion and the video that came with it, because you know that shit went off. Facts. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? It's your boy, RJ Levy Shin, here with my friend, Nate Sperling. You already know what it you're, is. You're. This is The Cap, and here is The Cap for this week's Cap. So we're going to be talking about Coyla Ray's Now or Never. What you think about that, Nate? Uh, I'm excited for it to come out. I think that Coyla Ray is definitely one of the newer female artists who definitely has a buzz going around, and I'm excited to see her capitalize on it. But transitioning to the next project coming out next week, Young Dolph's Rich Slave. RJ, what are your expectations for Young Dolph's next project? Uh, I think Young Dolph is going to come with that Southern fire as he always does. Uh, I think it's not going to be anything groundbreaking per se, but Young Dolph knows how to keep his fans happy, so I think that Rich Slave might even be something that's more woke than his music usually is so we got to see i'm excited but another artist my i've been waiting for this for a while dave east dropping karma three soon what you think i'm excited dave east is definitely one of the young the most underrated artists in the game just because of the way that he raps and how he's able to literally rap his ass off whenever he wants to however i am interested to see if he's able to make a complete body of work with some complete songs this time but finally, Conway the Machine is dropping from King to a God also on Friday, August 14th. RJ, Conway's last drop was in May. Do you think that Conway is dropping too much music? I think he's dropping too much music. I think there's a level of um, the way that they, they care about their artistry. They talk about it a lot, that they care a lot. So I do wish that there was a, a level of let's not water down our sound. But if you like Griselda in the way that I like Griselda, you know that they rarely miss. So getting bored of them and having them drop bad music, I mean, we know that the latter is not happening. So I'm I'm excited for there to be good music to come out, but I do wish that there's a little bit more space in between the drops. All right, come back for us to break down the newest releases over this past weekend. Yo, yo, welcome back to The Cap, episode 11 here with my good friend and host, RJ Levichin. I am Nate Sperlin, here for Old Milk, you feel me? Um, RJ, how you doing today, man? I'm chilling. You already know what it is. It's a, it's a very lazy Sunday. 
But my mom says I gotta cook dinner for the family, so after this, you know, I'm gonna go chef it up. You already know the vibes. Oh, what you cooking? I'm gonna do some fish. Uh, I think I'm gonna chef up some rice. I like to, you know, I got a rice cooker. I like to, you know, add some seasonings to the to the rice. Oh, you have to. Plan. You would um, not be on this podcast if you don't season your food. Come on, bro. You know, you, you know where the vibes are. <laughs> then I'm, I'm gonna cook some fish. I think I'm gonna cook some salmon. You know, and then I'm uh, maybe get some green beans or some spinach in there. That's good. That's a good hearty meal. Yeah, you know the vibes. How about you? You gonna you gonna be eating dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just gonna have to sleep. Right, no, man. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not cooking though. My mom is. Shout out to her. Um, but yeah, we had some. We had a lot of music that came out this week. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, I'm ready. You know. All right. First up, Noe Chopper's debut album Top Shotta came out on Friday. Um, it has 20 tracks on it. Mulatto's a feature. Also has Roddy Rich, also Lil Baby, and a few others. Um, Chief Keef is on it as well. So my question to you, RJ, is what did you think about that? Um, I thought it was a good project, but I can't lie, it, it underwhelmed me a little bit. I think. As I've, I've talked to you outside of the podcast is that there's a lot of artists that came in with a bunch of fire singles, just fire single after fire single. And rightfully so, got us really excited for the debut, but then their debut came and it showed that they don't necessarily have the ability to string a bunch of songs together to make a good album. I am a little upset about that. Um, there's not that many features. So I would say he gets more of a pass for not, you know, missing and having all of these artists on his project. Because I do think there's a lot of artists that are like, let me load up my debut with a bunch of features. But I do think I wanted a little bit more. Um, I'm not sick of Eddie Choppa, but I do think that he is showing himself to be more of a singles artist than a project artist. And that's just what I've received after his debut but it's still early so what about you i i agree i think i was really excited for this album i thought um he definitely had the potential to make some hits he made came a lot last year i believe either last year or maybe two years ago he also dropped the song that got him on in the first place shot of flow um but with that being said i didn't need a shot of flow three a shot of flow four or a shot of flow five i think Overall, I do agree with you with the idea of him not having that many features on it. I think that the features worked for him. Um, also, I, I'm a big advocate for artists not having that many features on their debut album, simply because I think a debut album is to show the fans what you can do and the different things that you're able to do and make it really more so about you than whoever, whatever big names you're able to get on that. So for him to take that approach, I definitely applaud it. However, I don't think he executed it in the right way i think that when you start off the album from songs one through 11 aside from camelot and welcome down featuring roddy rich i think that it was a pretty shaky start however the album does get better from 12 to 20 where he starts to actually um kind of calm it down a little bit kind of um rely more on his cadence and a little bit of his storytelling ability i also think there's just too many for a debut, you don't need to have 20 songs. Like, you just don't. If you want to do the deluxe thing that people are doing and eventually get it to 20, 
sure. But I think that dropping 20 out of the gate might have just been a little bit overzealous, especially when all when you're going to have these songs that were already on it, it or I mean, were already dropped and all these singles. Um, but I agree with you. I think that his flow is always going to be the most um, visible thing when you when you're talking about his talents. I mean, that's what comes across first. I love his flow. I have to disagree with you, though. I like his high energy. I like when he comes on on a beat and he kills it. Um, like his feature verse on the Polo G album. I just I love when when Ella when NLE gets really really hyped and amped. Um, and I want to see more of that. I want to see a little bit more energy that feel that doesn't feel manifested in like this label way. I want it to be a little bit more raw. I think a lot of these songs weren't as raw as I expected them to be. Um, and it makes me wonder a, a lot for his next project, what it will sound like. But I do think that um, if you like NLE, you probably will like this project. I don't think that it will necessarily disappoint you. I just wanted to see more. Well, to respond to you, I think um, I'm going to use a basketball analysis for this. I think for some of these hype songs, NLE Chopper came off like a Russell Westbrook from the standpoint of we applaud him for having that energy and his energy is so is one of only a few people who could even match that energy level in the first place. However, um, on some of these songs, like Shot of, like some of the, like definitely on the Shot of Flows, I think that he kind of got a little bit out of control in terms of mastering the pocket and um, being on flow and being on um, on key. And I don't think that energy, having that energy should come at the cost of actually being able to stay on flow and stay on target. And I think that a lot of, on Shadow Flow 3, Shadow Flow 4, Shadow Flow 5, Top Shadow Flow, um, on those four songs, he did have the energy, but he just didn't really execute anything else. So I do agree with you that I love his energy and my standout song, one of the three standout songs I have for this project is Camelot, which actually came out last year. But that song was, it was so much more polished and it still had that energy and that presence that came off in it. I thought that if he was able to replicate that, he would definitely be, well, I think that if he is able to replicate that in the future, he would definitely be someone who's a superstar. Um, However, I don't think that the shot of flows are really the route to go, especially since they really come off more as freestyles. They don't really have much structure to the songs or much of a hook or anything really that makes me want to re-listen to it yeah I, I i definitely see that for sure um and i think that that's you know when you think about these guys that blow up with singles and the singles you know they get put on spotify playlists or whatever and people know about them to a certain extent and then they drop albums and people aren't necessarily ready for their sound i also think that that's kind of uh, an issue. I mean, he. It's not like he wasn't dropping projects. I did. I'm pretty sure that I listened to his latest project that he dropped before this one. Um, but I also think there's a level of, you know, sometimes like artists just don't hit you in the way that their singles hit. Sometimes that happens, and I definitely think that that's not necessarily surprising, but it happens. But Cottonwood, his like, yeah, I, I Cottonwood was I, I thought was. Like, I thought um, Cottonwood was good. Yeah, and I, I, I definitely think that 
I thought he was going to stay in that 10 songs wave. And then the 20, I think that he kind of shot himself in the foot with that. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of these songs were released beforehand too. Yeah. I think overall, if he were to still give us 20 songs and have these tracks, he should probably have put them at the end. Um, kind of similar to what Future did on his project. I think he had, he gave us 16 new songs and he had like four or five songs that were singles and then he just put them at the end, making that album more cohesive. Um, going back to my point um, about the energy level, the reason why I think that the songs um, where he kind of chilled off a little bit were better was because I think that there he showed, he had more patience with the beat. He wasn't just trying to attack it on like on site. He was more so, you could tell that there was more of a thought process and more of a emphasis on content and delivery. And that being said, I think that those that that range between twelve track twelve to track twenty definitely um, proves that he still that he still has that potential of being a star. Um, but overall, because of the songs that predate though that predate track twelve um, or come before track twelve, um, it shows that he's not exactly there yet. Yeah, and I think that that's also too. You know, she's just not here yet and then when you're not here yet and you come too early it's it definitely backfires but I know that he figured out a whole situation with his label where he can you know make the money that he needs to I know that he's I think that he's one of those artists that works with United Masters and I think that this is another example of what happens when you work with one of those streaming labels that's not going to give you much guidance when it comes to rollout and song choice and stuff. And, you know, having an A&R and all those things that labels give you is that if that isn't there and you just sign someone to distribute your stuff, you can fall into circumstances like this where you don't actually create um, the things surrounding an album that can help it be successful that can help it you know come out well so i think that that could also be to blame a little bit what are your standouts uh i think my biggest standout is i mean person i mean i know it's a single but i mean camelot is just like one of my favorite nle songs anyways uh i like the roddy rich song and i like narrow road too even though narrow road was a single um i like shot of flow i like all the shot of flows but i wish that there wasn't you know three four and five on the project like i wish that he could kind of like separate them i like when artists have series like a song series i just wish that it was separated a little bit more yeah i i definitely agree with that shot of flow point about separating them out a little bit more um, I also agree with your t- first two standouts, Camelot and Walk em Down is definitely two standouts. The third standout that I think might be overlooked is the last track, Depression, where he approaches the song perfectly. He has a great beat and a great flow, and he has a great choice of cadence in which to deliver the content that he wants to. So overall, I think that track four, track five, and track 20 are the best three. But let's move on now to another drop that came out over the weekend, Lil Keith's Trapped on Cleveland 3. Personally, my favorite album that came out this this weekend. RJ, what do you think about it? 
Um, this really, I feel like Lil Keed didn't exceed my expectations in the way that I wanted him to. At the same time, I think YSL has another one on their hands. I think we already kind of knew that, but I think for the average fan, my biggest issue is I don't think that this is the project that will get a person being like, oh, I'm a little key fan now. Because that's what I expected. You know, I, I mean, I knew that it was going to be good. I knew that there was going to be songs on it that I liked, but I wanted it to be the project that made me be like, okay, now this is a guy that I'm following now. And I didn't really feel that. And I, I guess we'll see with the sales and how everything plays out, what it will look like, but um, just a little bit underwhelmed, just slightly. I completely disagree with you. I think that this, uh, again, I already said it, but I think that this project is the best project that came out this weekend. Um, this is the project for me that makes me a low-keyed fan. I think overall his beat selection, first of all, out of everything that came out this weekend, the beats on this project are the best. No question in my mind about it. But also with that, you saw Lil Keed's ability to essentially do a young thug impression on tracks one through nineteen, which is completely fine because we if you ever listen to Lil Keed, you know that he's trying to that one of his main influences is Young Thug. Um that was definitely shown on Kiss Him Peace featuring Young Thug track five, where first of all, that beat has such a nostalgic feel to it just by the melody that kind of sounds like a Rugrats theme song, which I really enjoyed. Um, but also with that, you see Lil Keed and Young Thug going back and forth doing their various things with cadences. Track six is also very interesting with me. Also very interesting to me. Um, Fox 5 featuring Gunna. I think that that track is just simply a Young Thug cosplay convention from the standpoint of both artists trying to be like Young Thug. I genuinely couldn't tell which one, who was who on that out on that song, which I actually enjoyed. Um, with that, I also kind of wish that Young Thug was on it so I can see if I could, if I was even able to tell the difference between the original Young Thug and the two Young Thug, um, the two Young Thug, um, losing words the two rj think give me a word save me um the two young thug i guess the two young thug like uh, the two disciples the, yes the two young thug disciples thank you that was word choice thank you <laughs> i don't know but yeah i i do want to see um i do wish that young thug was on fox 5 because I do want to see um, if I was able to tell the between Thug and the Thug Disciples. Um, Trippin' was a very good song. I like how Keed was able to switch from the the calm cadence that he has to the aggressive one. Tighten Up was Tighten Up was Young Thug. It might was a Young Thug impression at its peak, just based off of the flow and how. Young Thug is one who has mastered um, being able to have whatever flow he wants, but also knowing when to just stop the flow and let the beat breathe so he can get back on beat. And that was something that Lil Keith mastered on Tighten Up as well, which I also enjoyed. Um, two other standouts to me were Heartbreaker and Grandparents. Overall, I don't really think there's a bad song on the project, um, but I think that this this project to me proves that in terms of people or in terms of artists who have been inspired by Young Thug and 
are direct disciples of Young Thug. Low Keed is ahead of Gunna in that category, in my opinion. And also one uh, one more point that I want to make: T minus on Obama Coop and Trippin'. That those two beats are just fucking insane. The whole project again, it just has insane, crazy beats. And if that's really your thing, I definitely this is definitely the project for you. Yeah. Uh, definitely the beat selection was crazy I'm not gonna lie, I thought T-Minus was going to drop the ball He did not drop the ball at all So, um, I definitely agree with what you just said uh, If you like production, that this project is definitely worth a listen What What are some of your standout songs? Um, me. I think that my biggest standout this is actually kind of hard because they're like I like different songs for very, very, very different reasons. Um, but I also think that there's a level of that same like there there are definitely songs where I was like oh, I wish this was a little bit better. I wish that there was an artist on this. Uh, I think Obama Coop is definitely my favorite. Um, I like Kiss and Peace. Fox Five I really like. I think that I'm just like on a gunner thing right now, and don't stop. Ty Dolla Sign rapping on Don't Stop was actually was really good. I think that he should do just straight up rap verses more, um, unless he does them and I don't know about them. I'm not really that much of a Ty Dolla Sign listener, but what I from what I know of Ty Dolla Sign, he has a great singing voice and that's typically what he uses. But overall, um, I did like that Don't Stop song as well. Um, overall, do you do you think that? What do you think Lil' Key needs to do on his next project for him to satisfy your expectations? Um, I think that for, for my expectations to be satisfied with any artist, that it, it has to, that it's about what my expectations were and what I understood about the artist. I think that this happens to me about a lot about movies where the first time I watch a movie... I can't be satisfied because my expectations were just not met in the way that I wanted them to be or not in the way that I expected. So I think that first listen, Lil' Keed's album didn't hit me in the way that I wanted it to. But I also think that there's a level of the song that he popped for. What was, was it Orange Soda? Or what, what do you remember? Do you, that's you know baby, what I'm talking that's about? That's Baby Keem. Um, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um... Is that um, I think that there were just like a level of the uh, of Lil Keeds, just like the different sounds on it. I wanted there to be uniqueness. I felt like like my biggest issue with some YSL artists is that it feels too much like, oh yeah, Young Thug found this person and Young Thug did this with this person and this person is influenced by Young Thug. There isn't enough uniqueness when they show up, and I have an issue with that. I can see that. I, I just, I mean, I just spent like two or three minutes raving about how Lil Key does a great Young Thug impression on it. So I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, moving, moving on. Um, the third original release of the weekend. Oh yeah, bro. My, bro, this is my, this is my favorite release of the weekend. Amine's Limbo. What did you think about Amine's Limbo before I go off? Cause I'm a <laughs> um, I thought over. I thought it was a good project. I don't think it's really the project for me. Um, just simply because I didn't like Amine's beat selection. I thought that he can obviously rap, but some of the beats were just so. Um, 
for example, compensating featuring Young Thug, that beat feels like a glorified song that you'll hear at H&M when you're shopping. Um, not to say that it doesn't work for him. He clearly knows what he's doing on those beats. But again, overall, they aren't for me. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good project. It's not really a project that makes me want to listen to Amine more. But it's also not a project that makes me think Amine's trash. So it's a, I guess that's a good place to be. Yeah. Uh, I think that my thing about Amine is he, he stepped his bars up. That was something that I was worried about. Um, his beat selection... The direction is what I like. Um, we talked about this also off is that there's some beats that, you know, I think there's some samples in there that I didn't like, some like executions that I didn't like, but I definitely like how he's balancing his sound. I definitely think that with his first album, Good For You, there, especially with his the single that kind of made him blow with Caroline, is that there was a level of okay is this artist going to be going the pop route and doing a bunch of pop song pop singing songs so to watch his career lean more towards balance rather than him trying to be some type of artist i like that i like how he talks about blackness i like how he talks about um his own mental health and how he deals with his life i think that um the authenticity, the authenticity is there. I think this album makes me really excited to be a person that's stuck by Amine because I think there's a lot of people that were kind of, oh, he's, he didn't do what he did the first time, or I don't really like this, or they felt like Reel It In was the only song that they listened to on his last project. I really liked his last project. Um, and I think that Amine is positioning himself where you don't know what kind of album he's going to drop. And I, I like when artists can do that successfully because I like when they can kind of, you know, reach in their bag and pick out whatever sound they want to. I will say that the features may be the best thing. The way that he chose with Roots having J.I.D. and Charlie Wilson, uh, Young Thug on it, having Slow Time, Vince Staples, Summer Walker, and Injury Reserve. Like, I like when artists have features they don't do too much, but they also link people you would not expect to link. Uh, some people hate the slow tie verse. I like the slow tie verse. Uh, and I I love any artist that can get Charlie Wilson on their project. I just think that's a flex. Having Charlie Wilson on your project is just a different type of sauce that says that you made it, that it doesn't even matter what people say to you anymore. Like Real you, talk. You, once Charlie, Like once Charlie Wilson is on one of your songs, you've made it. It doesn't matter how trash people think you are. That, that just goes out the window. Um, I think one thing I also want to point out is that third track, that Kobe interlude, where um, Amine essentially talks about how um, when Kobe Bryant died, it kind of felt like some form of innocence kind of left. And for people who grew up watching Kobe, I thought that that was something that was that definitely strike, strike me as important and something that I definitely agreed with. Um, I, even though I didn't like the execution of this project, I do like where he was trying to go and I do like the content that he decided to rap about. Um, my standout songs are the first track, Burden, Roots featuring Charlie Wilson and J.I.D. 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 on that beat was perfect. 
that that was just a perfect place to pit, place GID if you work if you if you had to have a GID first on that project that was the perfect place to place it so I applaud Amine for that um I also liked Mama I liked Fetus and I also liked My Reality uh my favorite songs like if I really am thinking about like which which one of my favorite songs is probably Pressure in My Palms Roots and Burden um I will say though that Pressure in My Palms as a beat like the cor- the chorus got me so tight like I really thought that they were going to do something with that chorus and then just the Pressure in My Palms repeated over and over and over again so I will say that like I loved every song but the executions on a lot of the songs made me a little bit upset. So um, it, it definitely depends uh, from project to project. But I definitely really liked Limbo. I really, really liked how Amine approached this project. I like how he's been approaching his projects too. Because I feel like it it could have gone very left. It could have gone very, very poppy, very, very uh, fake. And I like that it's not that. So, I I I, en- I enjoy this project, and I enjoy what might be coming from him going forward. Listening, listening to your initial analysis of this project, you were talking about how Amine is someone who is aiming to a point, aiming to get to a spot where you don't really know what's going to come out of the next project. You don't really know what sound is going to come out of the next project. Um, that immediately made me think about Denzel Curry. Do you think there's some type of comparison between the two? Um, I feel like if there was a comparison, it would be like a yin, a yin and a yang. I think that Denzel Curry brings in a level of aggression and clinicalness. I don't know what the right word is for that, but there there's a level of determination that you can hear in his rapping and I think that Amine is very laid back but he's focused and that there's a the thing that I think that connects them the most is not necessarily their versatility but the fact that they understand that talking about something real doesn't hurt the music and I think that there's a lot of artists that are scared to talk about real things because they don't know if it will sell. And I think that, you know, even on a little baby level, so that little baby sprinkles the real within the regular. And I think that what I like about Amina and Denzel is that both of them can drop a project that's fire, that has the hits, that has the energy. And then when you start ripping back layers, you're like, oh, they were actually trying to do something here. They were actually trying to say something here. They were actually trying to relay something here. And that's definitely something that I can see both artists doing. Um, transitioning, the baby. Let's get into some deluxes, um, some extra music. Um, the baby's deluxe two, blame it on baby, came out on I believe Tuesday. Um, RJ. What do you what do you think about this project? Uh with its deluxe. We we talk about deluxes a lot. Yeah. And I think that this deluxe falls in the same realm of I didn't need it or have better song choice at the gate. Um I think that my 
I'm not an issue. I don't have issues with deluxes depending on the artist because I think that if you're an artist that doesn't drop a lot and then you drop a bunch of music and then you disappear for a while, that's cool. I, I would love if Rihanna didn't give us 14 songs if she gave us 17 and then gave us eight more. Like, that would be beautiful. But I also don't expect that out of, out of artists like her. But to drop 24 songs, like, I don't really need that from baby who dropped so consistently. I wish that there was another rock star or another rap song that felt like, okay, this is the one. But I think that m- my issue with baby is that he, ha- he he stopped leading with his best foot forward. And it seems like he's just releasing music. And, I, and this kind of reminds me of like Rick Ross. Rick Ross would drop a project and kind of, he'd drop a mixtape and he'd be like, all right, let me f- see what the streets think. And then the streets would pick a single and then he would take that single and then drop an album around the single. Is that I kind of want baby to do that if he's going to be like this, where he drops shorter projects, he finds the hit and then he uses those hits to like push the better songs. Because it just doesn't make sense to be dropping all of these albums. I pray he doesn't drop another album in 2020. Like, I really do. I don't need another one. But at the same time, you know, looking at Baby on Baby, Kirk, into this album, it's not a terrible three-album run. It just doesn't show as much about the artist as you would expect from a three-album run. So the deluxe, not very needed. The last three albums were not very needed. I understand what DaBaby brings to the table, but I also think that there needs to be a little bit, he needs to be a little bit more diligent with how he drops music. You know that Stephen A. Smith meme where he's sitting down in a chair, he looks unimpressed. I'm unimpressed. I think he's unimpressed. I think that there's a level of like, he's not even trying to impress anybody. That's, that's, that's exactly how I feel about this. I think, why, why? Aside aside from the money situation in terms of getting that double album status so you get more money. Why? I don't, I don't necessarily, there wasn't really... I'm not gonna say that any of the songs on here were trash because they weren't, but in terms of those standout songs that I started to expect from the baby, coming from Baby One Baby as well as Kirk, there there isn't really any standout songs on this project. The only song that I would probably want to listen to again is Go. Um, and only because that that that's just a crazy beat on it. Um, also, I guess because it wasn't on the original project, the Rockstar Black Lives Matter remix is also something that I'd listen to again. Um, but aside from that, I didn't really like you 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 know the baby can rap. You know the baby is trying to be more experimental. And this is another, um, this is, I think it went better with him being experimental um, on this deluxe versus the first time on the actual original project. But overall, it's still kind of, I think that the baby kind of was listening to the people on the sidelines too much. 
and now because he started to try to zig with like what people are trying to tell him like what he should do essentially and rj we talked about this before we started recording anyway in terms of how artists um there's a balance to be struck between listening to your fans and doing what you want to do um last year all we like towards the end of last year around when kurt came out all you heard about the baby was the baby only has one flow he can only do this he can only do that he's very one-dimensional and i was also in that um i was also in that crowd saying that but overall i think what has come out of people critiquing the baby is kind of him trying to go more mainstream and you know it's the baby and but it just doesn't really hit the same like the original the baby songs that came out last year do um I don't really I if we were able typically when we have something to say we're able to eloquently elaborate on our points but as of right now I don't have a satisfactory explanation for why these song the new the baby music doesn't really feel the same way but the reality is, is that it doesn't and i it's it's interesting i'm interested to see where he goes from here um I, i'm interested to see where he goes but i think that even with his rapping i do think that it says something that you know three projects and we're getting bored of him i think that there's a level of being the real deal and i think that when he dropped everyone assumed that because everyone loved him so quickly but i also think that he is a a better marketer than anything he's a very good marketer he knows how to create the content for the music to push it and you could you could even see like looking at kirk and the way that he made all those videos and how he did especially when he was doing the tiktok and the thriller shit is that it doesn't feel like he cared about this one and i understand that when you're experimental especially when you drop your experimental project it's hard to be so into it because you don't know how it's going to be received but i also think that there's a level of i remember why i liked the baby in the first place and it wasn't just because he had the songs. It wasn't just because they had the flows. It really was the videos, you know? And I remember one night, you know, finding out about him and being like, all right, so let me watch all of the music videos that he dropped. And they're all really interesting. They're all funny. They're all uh, really cool. And then I just feel like after that, it was like, all right, I don't, I don't necessarily care that much, so I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do it the same way. You know, I feel like, you know, Walk, Walker, Texas Ranger, he drops a video, then he has a Suge video, the Going Baby video, Babysitter video, Carpet Burn video, that Pony video. video. He's like, video on video on video, video on video. And then he <laughs> drops this project, and it's like, all right, I got a Rockstar video. Pretty much it. I don't really, like, have any other videos that I want to drop. And then he does the no dribble shit. And now, and like, it's like to see him do two videos. And I also feel like that the, the no dribble video just like wasn't that much energy put into it. It just, it's kind of annoying because when you like an artist for such, for specific reasons, and then they stop doing those specific things, it, it is kind of upsetting. Uh, but at the same time as I also feel like that, 
was his like front foot. Like I think that his strongest ability was creating videos and being the funny, likable rapper, not just the, like along with the talent. So to see the talent get pushed to the side because you're being experimental, you can't do what people are expecting out of you. That's already going to be there. And then him also not do the videos, kind of weird, kind of upsetting, but it's his decision. That's that's very true. I think overall, some of the last year, some of the videos that he had were probably the best videos of the year, or at least amongst some of the best videos of the year. Definitely that babysitter video, as well as the Shug video. Um, I think I agree, also agree with you with the the point about him not really coming across as the funny rapper anymore, at least in his raps. Um, I think one of the things that really set him apart from all the other new rappers that came out last year and why it was, for the most part, his year last year, aside from like, The Stallion, um, was the fact that he was able to give you bars that stuck with you. And I don't think that... I don't... Is there really a bar that he's given to us from this deluxe and the original that really stuck with you? No. I mean, he was literally the wittiest rapper of 2019. By far. Yeah. And it's it's odd to see that not show up at all in this next one. Yeah, I, I definitely... Listening to you, you kind of made me figure out the reason why I feel like his music is kind of... Um, decreasing in value and i think it's definitely that the fact that that's that's what we're missing i think that he um if he wants to experiment with how his music sounds that's fine but the core thing aside from the music videos that um because i think even some of the songs like suge and babysitter were just great even if he didn't drop a music video for them they would still be some of my best my favorite songs from last year um i think that one thing he does need to get back to is having that witty punchline type humor in his music and i miss witty rappers to be honest i feel like one of the few rappers that was really witty uh, i feel like the, the witty rappers of the 2000s and the 2010s um and the ones that came with like really really cool punchlines, um they either stopped rapping or they're so far gone with their fame that it's kind of that you know it's a lost cause um and I thought also, the baby was a return from that and that he's just dropping the ball. I definitely agree. I think I was I was just about to say that I think that a lot of a lot of what the baby um was last year was kind of a modern return to what and what, what entertaining hip hop was from the standpoint of the Woody Punchline still being that rapper. Um still and also like for a lesser to a lesser degree kind of living out what he what he rapped about like when he fought that dude at the was it the Gucci store last year and I was like oh okay so he's actually like that made me more of a fan and there there's just a component to that that's missing this year but hopefully on the next project which I agree with you as well I don't think that I don't think that um our quote-unquote prayers will be answered but I, I definitely think that he's going to drop again this year because I, at least from what we've seen so far, like even last year, I don't really think, even though Kirk was a good album, I don't really think we needed it last year either. 
um but i think that we're definitely getting a new the baby project again this this year um but with that i i think that maybe that's not the best choice even though it's probably gonna happen anyway if baby's dropping again when do you what month do you think he's dropping Mm. what month makes sense or what month i think he, he dropped what do you what month do you think he would drop having dropped the deluxe in august when do you think that he would drop again in 2020 october okay we'll see i'm fine with that i'm fine I, I would be much more likely to see november december but i could see october i could be i could i could be annoyed with that. I, I, I could see him dropping like i want more <laughs> artists to drop like i don't know if you know um when freddie gibbs kind of dropped that uh freddie gibbs dropped the project um I'm tight because I, I I think it might just be Freddy. I think it might, it might just be called Freddy. But um, it, was, it wasn't experimental, but it was definitely a different sound. And I wish that more people kind of did that, where they just kind of like drop different sounds. And I feel like we could be getting... There's a chance that we get a DaBaby project where it's like the most unexpected thing ever. Like that's, I mean, what, already, that's what I would We already did low-key. I'm not saying that's not true, but I'm saying more of the same. Like, I think I would be more surprised if he dropped another Baby on Baby type album. Personally. I think that's what he needs, to be honest. I think that he needs to drop something that's on that caliber, but I mean like an album of just straight rapping. So, no. Uh, well, well, we'll definitely see. I mean, obviously he's not experimenting for no... For, just to experiment he's obviously experimenting for a purpose so we'll see what goes on what that happens what happens with that excuse me going forward um but let's cap off talking about the releases the full body releases of this weekend by discussing ride waves pray for love deluxe rj was it everything that you prayed for um yeah i think he i i like rod wave because of the passion that he puts into his music um i think that it's kind of safe to say for me at least or this is my opinion that his aesthetic is very similar to ai young boy when it comes to the music and the beat selection um they like to have like that kind of subtle piano in the background they like to have a lot of space because they like to you know do a lot of um they like to say a lot of words i want to see rod wave evolve sonically I also want to see Rod Wave be I want Rod Wave to also kind of decide whether he's a hip hop artist or not I feel like hip hop has been his home but I also think that he can be a leader in the soul um, category if he wanted to be and I think that he should think about being more soul music oriented because I think that he has the voice for it I think he has the mind for it I think the beat selection shows that he can do that so I kind of want to see if he can evolve I mean he clearly has a, a level of versatility to his music um, and I, I would like to see him sing on more traditionally singing songs but I did like the deluxe I did like it uh, for sure I, I agree I, I like the deluxe as well um, I, I want to be careful because I think that the deluxe was, this deluxe was really, really good because it was simply a continuation of the original album, which 
finally we get a deluxe that's a continuation instead of just some another project type deluxe so i shout out to rodway for doing that and showing us that he's even more consistent than we thought before um but with that i'm I wonder what he has next. And I don't want to have any expectations for what he has next because then if I think the wrong thing and then he does something else and it turns out to be good and it's not the thing that I wanted, then I'm not going to like it for some reason. You know how like expectations get. Yeah. But overall, I do think that something, whatever's coming next, probably should be different from what he's given us so far. Um, what do you think about that? I agree. I don't think that that will happen. I think that we'll get more of the same. Um, I don't think that he is in a situation where uh, development is necessarily on his mind. Uh, I think that that happens with a lot of artists. A lot of artists are kind of like, they're in the booth a lot, but they're not thinking about evolving. They're not thinking about being um, becoming a new artist or evolving their sound. So as much as I want to as much as I want him to evolve I don't know if he will Um, and I don't necessarily have any expectations for him to I think that the avenue for some evolution is certainly there for the talent that he has but I definitely don't expect him to I I, he's definitely someone I want to see for a long time and I want to see succeed for a long time so hopefully he does. I think that on some, at least on some of the songs, while they were very similar to the original, I think that they were, there was a different, there was some new aspects incorporated in them. So I'm, I'm excited to see um, what happens out of that. What are, what are some of your favorite songs? My favorite songs on this project one, one, one thing that I will say about Rod Wave is that Rod Wave is probably one of the most unique hip-hop sounds if um, if you're really tapped into hip-hop and you're tapped into the mainstream. But I also think that it's really what he's talking about when you're like listening to his like energy. I like the Pray For Love thing. I think Pray For Love is a really good song. I think that uh, Rags to Riches 2 with Lil Baby is crazy. I wish the Yo Gotti song was better. It's not that good. I like Fire and Desire. Um, And then Fuck fuck the World. I mean, it's just such a good song anyways. So um, definitely Rags to Riches 2. I mean, I think that Lil Baby has kind of... I would be shocked if someone took MVP from Lil Baby. Like, I would be shocked. So, I think that, that uh, Rags to Riches 2, Fire and Desire. Wait for that Uzi project to drop. We gonna see. Wait for we that Uzi and Future project to drop. We gonna see. I, 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 still, I still don't think... One, I, that's an assist. There'll be so many assists. One thing, one thing I will say is that Lil Baby is definitely top three right now. And solidified top three in MVP. He's, 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 he's a finalist. For solidified sure. for sure Definitely. solidified him, that's one him, thing him uzi and then um who would your third that's crazy be? that's crazy <laughs> i was just about to say like you're thinking about it and i'm trying to think about it too um roddy hmm. nah 
At least not in my opinion. Some people. Will I mean, he, he, if you think about it, he he ran January and February. He did. I mean, he dropped in December. I feel I don't. Eh. I wasn't I wasn't as high on Roddy as I as I as other people. You were. weren't, but everybody and their mom was. Like you was one of the you you was in the minority with that one. That's fine, I'll be in the minority. So but that's but that's what I mean. I'm saying is that he 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 dropped. People loved him for the first few months. He had his little feet he did have a little feature run. He had Rockstar. And that and then Uzi dropped. And then it kind of flipped the shit on his head. But I think that, you know, there's not another artist that I think has been on their level. I'll acknowledge the fact that um, Roddy's in the conversation, but in terms of in terms of music that I have gone back to listen to time and time again, it would probably in that conversation, aside from Roddy Rich. In my for my personal preference, it would hmm, it would be either future Pierre Bourne and depending on how much I listen to that new logic project within the next two months, probably logic. Because every time I listen to that, it grows on me a little bit more. I don't know if I can agree with all that, but um, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're going to we go, before, before 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 I wall out. Let's talk about what you guys are all here for. What we've all been talking about for the last several days. What people will be mad about till the day that they die. Cardi B and Meg The Stallion. Broke the internet with their new single WAP, which stands for What Ass Pussy. And I just want to say, I, I, I am a clown. <laughs> I just want to say from the get one, as a person that just watched the video, I don't know why people are mad about 15 seconds of Kylie Jenner, but I mean, you see Kylie Jenner, if you have social media, you see Kylie Jenner every day. So 50 seconds aren't, isn't going to kill you. Two, I also think it's a little bit odd the way that people talked about Cardi B linking with her versus Meg Thee Stallion linking up with her. I think that Meg Thee Stallion got a little bit of a pass because she ended up getting shot after the fact. But I do think that it's weird how much people are attacking Cardi B for having um, for having Kylie Jenner in her video. I think that if you watch the video, it, it is a little bit thinking about it more it is a little bit odd that she's in it for her little cameo because there's nobody else that does the little cameo but at the same time you know cardi b she's she's doing what she wants uh but i all if anybody that says that they're over sexualizing anything one men's over sexualize everything more regardless two if you if you haven't paid attention to women in hip-hop then maybe this would surprise you but if you knew about the history of women in hip hop, this is literally this. This is probably not even top ten most raunchy songs I've seen a, a, a woman perform in in the rap game. So I don't understand why people are mad. Three, this song it might be an earworm song. I'm a little bit upset. It's so raunchy that the radio version doesn't really hit right. But I don't know. I'm I, I'll be in the kitchen like. 
the wet ass pussy. Like I be kind of singing that. It's, it's a low. It's low key fire. I won't even lie. Let me. I'm sorry. That threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made me completely forget what I was gonna start with. Um. Okay, I remember now. Um. So essentially, I think that this song is good. I think that aside from the 15 seconds of Kylie Jenner, the music video is good. Um, I think that it kind of, before I heard the song on Friday, it kind of, and seeing everybody talk about it, it kind of felt like one of those moments where you have suburban white America wanting to essentially use something that hip-hop did as a way to scare everybody because some of the some of the things i saw from people who are either in office or running for office from the standpoint of oh you shouldn't you this is a bad song that shouldn't have been allowed because it's gonna influence your kids and whatever other bullshit i think that whatever any type of critique coming from that mindset is just stupid i think if you're critiquing that from that point you just want to be angry at black people for a reason and that then that conveniently fit your narrative i'm gonna ask a question about that later by the way which is go ahead um go ahead now i was gonna ask with the way that social media is these days especially with the tiktok craze is it not necessarily true that that like that's the type of stuff that influences the kids nowadays? I mean, I would be surprised if there wasn't some type of challenge and you didn't see, you know, young girls gyrating all over TikTok like they have been doing for the last eight months. I mean, I there might be some level to that, but at the same time, at the same time, you essentially not you, um, unless you're a parent chance which i don't think you are but either way um shout out to the single dad real quick (laughs) but someone essentially um foregoing their responsibility as a parent to critique an artist for doing an adult artist for doing something that is clearly geared towards adults and you not being a good enough parent to at least explain to your kids what that is and what that means and that's scaring you instead of realizing that maybe it's time for you to be a better parent that 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 that's not a it 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 always falls on the parent like it falls on you being a good parent and you being able to explain to your children what certain things are and what certain things mean to a level obviously to a level of which that child is capable of understanding and in some cases telling them that they're not allowed to watch certain things and if you're mad because you know your child knows more than you about the internet and they're able to do whatever they want that's on you maybe you should learn about the internet maybe you should put more maybe you should put more effort in being a present parent and understanding what your children are watching because i promise you if i'm prom i promise 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 you if you this is the first time your child had you've seen your child listen to or watch a cardi b or meg the stallion music video or t or or whatever if that's your first time seeing your child consume those two artists i guarantee you they've been doing it before and they've just been able and they've just been able to sneak it under you because you're not paying enough attention 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think people are are using it to talk about hip hop, uh, and that that's definitely where I think one of my biggest issues is. I think the last comment is where I really agree with you because I think I was playing a little bit of a de- of devil's advocate. I do think that there's a level of um, you don't want as a parent you don't want to necessarily have to police your kids from every single thing that they do. You don't, you know, when I think about when I was when YouTube was first coming out and all these apps were coming out is that I wasn't necessarily thinking about the dark and dirty, raunchy sides to all of them. I wasn't necessarily looking for that. I definitely think that, you know, puberty makes you be like, all right, let me search what this thing looks like. But I also think that there's a level of it wasn't so in your face as it used to be. But I also think that there is a history of people feeling like as you said that adult content should be censored because kids exist and i as a that that doesn't really make sense to me i think that um the most recent example of this that i can think of uh, is when Nicki minaj dropped anaconda and i felt like people were really coming at Nicki with even the question that i asked and i feel like there's a level of you know these people are adults and, you know, I've said it on this podcast before and I'll, and I'll say it a million more times. These people, in my opinion, are not responsible to be role models. At the same time, um, there's a level of what are you actually trying to say? What are you actually trying to do? And I agree with a lot of people. I think that content like this is important where women are presenting the knowledge and understanding of the power they have with their own virtue. I think that there's a lot of people, especially in America, that still feel like um, women shouldn't have power over their bodies. And that upsets me. And I think that this is a song where it's another example where women can kind of be like, I don't give a fuck what you think. And I, I enjoy being this type of person. I enjoy, you know, like sex is, 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 is a pleasurable thing. And that a lot of people who do enjoy sex, that once sex gets into the media, now they have something to say. And I feel like um, if we're not going to be, if you're not going to be one of those people that's talking about how everything is overly sexualized, how they over-sexualize black women, how um, they talk a little bit, how they over-sexualize kids in the industry and all that type of stuff. If we're not going to be talking about that, shut the fuck up. If you're not going to be talking about the way that America over-sexualizes women in general, please stop talking because that's... Stay consistent. Yeah, you got to stay consistent with the type of conversation. I don't like politicians coming up about that because we can really go through American culture and be like, well, you didn't call this out and you didn't call this out. And it seems like you just talk about Cardi B. I do not like, as much as I'm a Nicki stan, I don't like how people kind of just come out and come at Cardi B whenever she does anything. I don't really like that. I think Cardi B is one of the more diligent people when it comes to the moves that she makes. But I also think that there is a little bit of an expectation that maybe, you know, she should have had Rihanna and Beyonce in the video. And it's like, that's not, it's not that simple to have Rihanna and Beyonce in your music video, no, no matter who the fuck you are. You know, Jay-Z is probably the only person on the planet that I'm confident could get Rihanna and Beyonce in a music video. And that's because one is one is signed to him and the other is married to him. 
And that's really the only example of that. So I think that people kind of got to get over the Kylie Jenner thing. They have to get over the, oh, I don't like that. My kids are exposed to sex. If you don't want them exposed to sex, you really have to take them off the internet. If you don't want your kids seeing that stuff, they really just can't be on the internet because it's everywhere. And it's one of those things that I don't like how people are focusing so much of the credit and blame on one individual. Uh, at the same time as I think that women should be able to feel this powerful about this because every rapper that I know of talks about how big their dick is and how many girls they're smashing and how they do the girl love like loves them and, and think that they're so famous so they let them do all types of lewd shit all the guys rap about that stuff you know even Kendrick even Kendrick one of the most woke rappers that we've ever seen. We talk, we in his song talking about my left stroke just went viral, and 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 talking about uh, if I, I, I wanted his dick to be as big as the Eiffel Tower. Like, it, <laughs> it, it's it's odd to me to see the women in rap get attacked for doing the same exact thing. So I'm all for it. I'm going to limit the amount of times that I can watch the video to to ten per week. Um, but other, but other than that. Uh, you know, it's a good song. And I like Meg Thee Stallion. I, I, I thought Meg Thee Stallion was going to be on a kind of choose side shit with Nicki. I remember when they were on a, they were, they, before Hot Girl Summer came out, they were on a whole video call and Meg Thee Stallion kind of poked a joke because, because Nicki was still going at it with, with Cardi and poked a joke being like, I'm going to go write some shit because, you know, Cardi is known to not write her shit. So I kind of like how that didn't you know, evolve into like Meg Thee Stallion not working with Cardi. I like Meg working with other artists. I personally think that Meg Thee Stallion eats up other artists when she gets on a song with them. So I, I definitely like the song. I like the video. I hate the people hating. But when you a rapper as big as Cardi, the hate is just gonna come. So I already, I, I already know that she does. Um, to respond to you a little bit, firstly, finally got you to admit that you're a Nicki stan. So happy. Nah, I've been a Nicki um, stan. I would secondly, never lie. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, um, I do want to push back a little bit against the Kylie point that you made. I think that there are um, genuine criticisms to her being in the video. Um, some criticisms that it, some people may be able to explain way better than I can. Um, and I'll leave them to it to explain it better than I can. Um, but overall, aside from those two points, I do think, I do agree with you, with your main point about how people are essentially, hip hop is essentially, has essentially been, um, music's cash cow, but at the same time, music's, um, whipping, whipping boy from the standpoint of we're going to point to you, you're going to make a lot of money for us, but we're going to point to you and use you to when we have to say that the people within your culture are bad and things of that nature and there's nothing short of that happening again um it kind of almost feels like at least because obviously i wasn't alive to live through this but um it kind of feels like the re the reoccurring of that whole event that got the warning label sticker on albums in the first place from the standpoint of people who don't really understand and who had no prior knowledge of these two artists and what these two artists have rapped about for at in car in 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 both cases years now um so that being said there's nothing dumber that you can do 
then act like you know shit just so you can prey on the fears of people that you hope elect you because honestly with that there's just such a culture of fear going on right now just like in general of like making everyone scared of other people and at the end of the day fear comes from things that you don't understand and at the end of the day we have to as a society we have to learn how to make people understand things better and with that we have to also understand that people not understanding isn't a reason for you to exploit them not and that's something that's been going on and I think it's really dirty and really filthy and I it probably won't stop but I hope it does yeah it's, that's not gonna stop but um yeah but I agree with you for sure um I just want I just feel like um it's hard for it's so hard for women in rap in general because I think that the, the competitiveness and what labels think will sell and how much labels feel like they can get women consumers to come out and buy hip hop but it's more so upsetting to see the women in rap get met with so much pushback for doing things that are natural hip hop like I remember the first thing that I saw when people were making comments about Cardi is I was like Hip-hop is one of the most naturally vulgar and lewd genres in music. It's one of the few genres where multiple artists from different lanes will have sex sounds in their songs. Like it, it really is one of those genres that has... I don't want to say trivialized because that's, that's neg- there's negative connotations to that, but not put so much power not power but like importance on sex in a in a way that i think has been negative and positive for both men and women but i also think there has been a lot of for women there's been a lot of liberation in being able to be the woman who is not you know falling at the feet of men and not caring about whether men have money and not caring about whether um you know a man is a strong person but like wanting to be treated right and wanting to be able to come at the table 50 50 with a man is that i i like that out of the women in rap these days i like a lot of the values that women in rap are talking about when when it's about empowerment and it's about like you don't let some dude decide your life for you because I don't think that anybody should let anybody decide their life for them. But specifically for women in history, that they've been stifled and held back so much from men thinking that they know what's best for women and men feeling like, you know, threatened by women who are strong and smart. And I think that people like Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Flo Millie, uh, Chica, Tierra Whack, I like those artists. I like those. That's that's such a that, that's such a diverse. That's such a diverse list too. Yeah, because they. I just and the thing is, that's the thing is that you. It shows that you can approach hip hop, different sound, different cadence, whatever, and still be a strong woman. You don't have to kind of like, you don't have to fall into this. Well, well, 
you know, I'm a subordinate or I got to let men decide for me. Like, I love the women that come on the scene. It's like, I'm a queen. I'm a rock this shit. You, and, and it's not even the whole like, oh, black, black chocolate queen. Like, it's not even about that. It's, it's the level of, I've seen so many men, corny ass bum niggas come into hip hop and be like, I'm the shit. Treat me <laughs> as such. And it's like, bro, you're whack. And I feel like women Some of them run around with puppets that, Right? Okay, stop Tori, Tor- okay, yes <laughs> the puppets, relax. Um, But I, I like that women More women are coming into the game Being like, I'm different, I'm unique And I still don't give a fuck what you're saying I don't give a fuck about what you want from me Because I'm, I'm I know what I'm doing And I'm the shit, and that's it And, and that's, that's all there needs to be Because I do feel like women don't need to have to prove themselves so much when there's so many whack male rappers that fall off after 18 months like it, it makes me sick why i feel like women rap like it, it takes two or three years for people to actually start giving a fuck about them like nah bro these rappers are coming in men and women if you know how to rap and you know how to make a good song that's it period and at the end of the day more women are doing that than men these days and i think that it's more common and that there's less uh saturation when we're talking about the women in rap than the men in rap and i think that for the next 10 years i mean it might be a whole takeover type shit for real i can definitely see that happening um but to close it out after you got that you good you good champ calm down champ now nah, i want you to know that Come i did a, i did a, i did a little dance that's how you know i'm so hot Um, that being said, I am Nate Sperlin. That is RJ Levichin. This has been The Cap. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at oldmilk underscore co. Old Milk, we out here. Stay tuned. We got some more shit coming for you soon. Um, see you next week for episode 12. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe and do all that other stuff. Hi guys, welcome to my YouTube channel or my Spotify channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. Um, but yeah, we're out. You dig?